Welcome to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Yes, welcome to Community Echoes, my first show of 2024. I'm proud to say that as I've written down the date, I've yet to screw up, so maybe it's something to do with age. I don't know. I have with me James Douglas, not James Douglas, the former governor of British Columbia, nor the James Douglas that was the FBI profiler. I have the James Douglas that is the owner-operator of Story I'm a, I'm a par- partner operator in, in Story Institute. Story Institute, yeah. Right. And you're here. I mean, we want to maybe get a little bit of an update on what's been going on with Story Institute. But there's also uh, a more of a pressing matter in that you have a free workshop coming up on January 10th. We do. Uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, Michael Coleman, who is a prolific uh, Vancouver actor and the founder and owner of Story Institute Vancouver, okay. uh, as well as a partner here in Story Institute Prince George, um, he's coming to town and offering some free workshops uh, for a variety of different age groups uh, in on-camera acting, a little bit of voiceover stuff he'll talk about as well, because he's, he's done quite a lot of voiceover work, and just give people an opportunity to kind of test the waters and see if... Uh, if acting is is something fun that they they would like to keep trying, oh, so it's kind of uh, bait. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you could you could call it that for sure. It's it's God value. It's a it's a free workshop. So if if that's the only thing you ever do, but if, obviously if if that inspires you to want to come and take some courses with us at Story Institute, uh, Story Institute PG, uh, we have two full time diploma programs: uh, the professional actor and the working actor. We're just partway through the professional actor right now in our second year, and uh, and then we also have a host of uh, Sunday part time classes uh, as well, both in voiceover and and in acting. Now, is there a specific, is it like the university or a college where you have a spring semester and a fall semester, we, or can people just drop in at any time? Uh, for the part-time classes, drop-in is, is a lot more feasible, for sure. Uh, for our professional diploma programs, it is a semester-based system. So we start uh, the professional actor um, at uh, the end of September, and that runs through to the end of March. It's a six-month program, a 1,000 hours of study. Um, and then immediately following that, we go into the working actor. And what differentiates the two of those diploma programs, which can be combined together to create the professional working actor. Um, that's where you get the thousand hours. It's 500 hours in, in each of the diploma programs. Um, but um, but what uh, the, the diploma programs are designed to do two very specific things. The professional actor takes people with little to no experience or maybe some experience in community theater or, or other sorts of things right. who really want to know sort of the building blocks of how to not only audition for and and achieve success in getting roles, but also what to do on set when you're there, how to do your your, your job properly. Um, so it, the idea is to take people um, from, like, like I say, little or no experience to feeling completely confident in their ability to go into an audition situation. And then also, once they get the part, uh, know what they're doing on set or on stage, uh, however that may be. And then the Working Actor Program takes those skills that, uh, that they've been building over the previous six months and puts it into a full-blown production. Um, type of atmosphere. So it, we, the, the students in the working actor are creating their own work, creating their own shows, their own short films, their own live live performances, uh, and then producing things as they go forward to give them that's just that extra little bit of opportunity to have some real onset or onstage experience um, before going out into into the work. That can also add to uh, say a portfolio too. Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, now, you've given me the difference between the professional. I think um, maybe that's a good point, that your job as an actor doesn't start when the camera starts. 
Absolutely. In fact, so much of the job of an actor is getting the parts. And that's one of the things in, you know, we teach five different courses in the professional actor. And one of the courses, one day a week, we talk specifically about career planning. How do you go about actually getting the job? Because going out and auditioning is the bulk of an actor's job. I mean, once you get the job, of course, there's work to be done, but it's kind of the icing on the cake. It's you need to get the role before you can perform the role. And so, so much of what we do prepares you for that opportunity and, and figuring out exactly how to go out and land those roles that you want. Right. I'm thinking of musicians as well. You mean, there's a lot of musicians out there, and I guess there's a lot of actors out there, that have the skill set. But there has to be that, that indefinable um, thing that make, gets somebody from being just your average musician or your average actor into television or into the movies. Absolutely. I mean, there has to be, uh, you have to have a thick skin. Yes, you really do. You have to be able to take rejection and and actually look at it as something more than rejection. Um, because, you know, so often, you know, especially in our early stages of our careers as actors, we get so heartbroken when we don't land the role that we want that it seems uh, it, it's, it's harder to stay motivated to keep going out and auditioning over and over and over again. But you need to remember, of course, that, A, when you walk into that audition room, having produced films myself – we want you to get the part. Like, every time you walk into an audition room, we're looking for that right person. But there's only so many roles, and there's a lot of people who are auditioning for those roles. So if you don't wind up getting cast, that doesn't necessarily say anything about you as an actor or you as a person. It's just that for this particular role, somebody else had all of the things that were necessary, right? Well, and that's the thing. It's a perspective thing. I mean, I think a lot of actors, they they fall in love with certain roles, and they, they identify with those roles, but they're not those roles. Exactly. And a casting director or a director can see, you know, you're just not Sherlock Holmes. You might be Hercule Poirot, but you're certainly not Sherlock Holmes. And so these these aren't rejections. And from what I understand, it's not that you're the least or the most talented or the least talented actor in the bunch. You just don't fit the stereotype. And I think in a lot of times when it comes to um, um, uh, sitting down and being casted, that they already have in mind what they want, and they're just waiting for it to roll by. Oftentimes, yes, See, because that's it. That's that's what we had in mind all along. Thank God they showed up for the audition. Absolutely, because time is money, right? And when you're right. dealing with larger budgets, especially, you need to know that you can quickly get exactly what you were thinking about in the first place. Now, there are some situations where somebody will come in and not be what we were expecting. And then surprise us and we realize, in fact, no, we want to go with this person because they've given us a different take on this character that we've never seen before. So there is definitely those opportunities that come. And the other thing to remember about the the casting process and the audition process is not no audition is a wasted audition because there have been several times where I've seen, you know, 10 people, 10 different people for a very specific role. I can only cast one of them. But when something else comes up, I might remember the audition of somebody who didn't get the part. Sure. But I realize that they're the ones that could do this one in particularly well. And casting directors do that all the time professionally. And so oftentimes you will actually get uh, opportunities based on an audition that you that you didn't win the role for. Right. See, and I look at the audition in the kind of the sense of a musician that it's just an opportunity to jam absolutely you know, yeah. it's an opportunity for you to to practice your chops and to you know immerse yourself into a role and you know whether you get it or not that's the bonus but at least you are still practicing your craft 100 percent, absolutely yeah I, I i and you know i've often wondered how is it that some people manage to be successful and others aren't 
And I know they aren't necessarily the most talented person in the room. <laughs> That's true. But they have what, what it is that you need at that particular time. Right. Now, if I can just get back to the workshop. Now, it, it, it's broken down into different groups. There's um, You're accepting from 6 to 11. Yes. So for, for young kids who, who want to just try their hand at something or maybe, you know, they, they're... they're, they're not necessarily immediately thinking about going on and becoming a professional actor, but they want to get sort of get a taste for what for what the job is all about. Because the thing about acting, which is great as well, is that it, any age range can can do the job. We need all sorts of different people in in a variety of uh, in a variety of roles, right? So yeah, our first workshop of the day, which uh, on Wednesday, which starts at three, um, sorry three thirty, um, is for youth age six six to eleven, and we invite uh, we invite kids to come out and, and give it a try, right? I'm wondering, working with kids from 6 to 11, do they need to have a, a maybe a little more advanced maturity when it comes um, to be acting? Because there are some disciplines involved in acting. There, there, there certainly are. And if, and if it was something that they were going to be going forward um, and, and really trying to book some roles at that age, absolutely. The more disciplined a child actor is, the easier they're going to... They're, the more easily they're going to be able to move into the set onset experience. Right. Um, but again, um, there's all different kinds of ranges. Um, and this one is, is designed to be fun for a, lot of, for a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that maybe play has a lot to do with what six and eleven year olds would be involved in, especially initially. Uh, there's just so many highbrow, or not highbrow, but high level concepts when it comes to acting that someone at that age maybe uh, it's a little over their head. But you know, if, I guess if somebody has their adorable daughter or adorable son and thinks you know he'd be good in a commercial, maybe get. You know, yep. maybe see if they have that aptitude, right? Absolutely. Although there are such horror stories when it comes to children in Hollywood, you know. But oh, maybe that's just the past. And maybe we just hear all the horror stories. Now, from 5 to 6.30, you have adults. Yes, so adults 18 plus. Um, and then we'll get a little bit more, uh, you know, we'll get creative with the, with the kinds of things that we'll be, we will be doing and get a little bit more specifically centered on the, the professional side of the acting experience, for okay. sure. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, will this... It's only an hour and a half, so this Michael Coleman could probably sit down for three and a half hours and just describe his his life, his career, his experiences. So he that's not he a lot of certainly time. could. It's not a lot of time, but it'll give you a little bit of a taste. And one of the things about Michael is that he is he is a master when it comes to teaching these sorts of things. So he'll jump right into it. And even though it's only an hour and a half, the the amount of knowledge that you're going to walk away from that experience um, is almost immeasurable. Right, and it's. It's free. It's free. Absolutely. It's free. Although we should add that there are limited seating. Yes. Um, the, 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 the room that we're working out of, um, our Story Institute is based uh, now out of Excalibur Theatre Arts um, at 1773 Lyon Street here in Prince George. And the room that we'll be working out of does have limited seating. So, um, and there have, there have definitely, there's been quite a bit of interest in these workshops already, but we do have a few free spots that are available in each of the age categories. So um, we wanted to... Sure is there a phone number? Yes, seven seven eight two 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 eight six seven seven. That's correct. We'll yes. post that on the website um, this afternoon. So if people are interested, and then we have youths, youths from twelve <laughs> to seventeen. Yeah, 
And um, again, I mean, there must be a different dynamic when it comes to dealing with 6 to 11 adults and then 12 to 17. There there very definitely is, and there's a whole variety of, of ranges of interests in those three um, age categories as well. So it's it'll be a little bit of fun for us as instructors, uh, and for Michael in particular, because there's going to be so it's going to be such a dynamic uh, afternoon into the evening for sure. It, does, it sounds interesting. I, I've, I've double I've duplicated my Jameses. <laughs> All of a sudden, I now have two Jameses. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but you we'll cope with that. You cannot escape the gym. <laughs> yes, I, forgive me, James. I've forgotten your last name. It's a uh, Jimmy May. Jimmy May, there we go. Now, Jimmy May, you're involved in acting as well. That's right. Um, normally, I run the soundboard here, but I'm also a graduate of the professional and the working actor program at Story Institute. In fact, part of the inaugural class. Yeah, and wow. uh, and Jim was definitely one of one of our shining stars. He's, really? he's an incredibly talented man, and uh, and we're we were so happy to work with him then, and I'm looking forward to working with him a lot in the future. So then, maybe you could give us a highlight. What was the what what was the one thing that you got out of the Story Institute that you didn't expect to get out of the Institute? Um, I think um, one of the big ones was really getting, especially in the Working Actor Program, just getting a real sense of how everything works together. Because um, it's kind of like in art, um, everything kind of bleeds into each other. We learn um, in the Working Actor Program, uh, we learned acting, but we also learned uh, the production, you know, the editing, the writing, the working in a team. And doing that, um, you kind of uh, just get an insight into what it's all like, how the sausage is uh, made together. And it kind of influences um, your acting a little bit. Right. Well, of course, it would it would have a bearing on knowing that, well, this is how they edit things. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. I want to make sure that where I stand or what I do is yeah. is the same in each of these shots. And then by doing that, finding ways of making sure that that's a simpler task. Yeah, to absolutely. That's interesting. Now, was there a, was there, I, what was your motivation for getting into it in the first place? Was it you wanted to be an actor specifically? So I originally um, was in community not community theater, university theater. Um, I went to UNBC and I attended the drama club there. Um, Didn't even know they had one. Well, they don't have it anymore. They have the musical uh, club. Okay. Um, yeah, I got started there. First production I ever did, I was Lombard in, and then there were none. Um, lost my throat. <laughs> Didn't even know how to project it, but um, I remember sitting in the audience um in the prior semester, watching another play, and my first thought was, I could do that better. <laughs> um, and there, was, that's the mentality of an actor right there. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, but, um, yeah, I did. Uh, I found I really liked it, and I did a couple more plays. Um, and after a while, I was content to just kind of leave it as, like, a fun hobby. Um, fast forward to, it was probably 2000. 18 or 2019, I don't remember. Um, but one of my uh, friends, uh, Colton, who's also a graduate of the program, um, was having a meeting with Michael Coleman at Northern FanCon, and um, he brought me along to audition for it. So, you know, that night um, I'm sitting in my armchair for, you know, three hours just thinking, like, could I? Could I be an actor? Um, and then I go off and do this audition with Michael and then we both get accepted into the program. Um, and then, yeah, as we went through the program and um, learned lots of things, um, I found that, yeah, my confidence level uh, 
really in my own ability really went out because that that's one of the things sure. about acting that you need you need that kind of self-confidence mm. um because if you don't have it it will read on your face um and outside of the class now i've i predominantly do voiceovers um mainly casting call club um but yeah i've actually booked a couple of paying roles on there and that has emboldened me to keep improving myself that's cool. So, yeah. so out of all of that, I, what I get is, so you're saying you need to be a bit of a sociopath to be an actor? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, it couldn't hurt, but uh, no, <laughs> you don't really need to have any any actual disorder. Uh, but you do need a certain level of confidence or, at the very least, an ability to act like you've got <laughs> that confidence. <Sure>. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the point of getting into acting, so that you can act like you have confidence, so that you can act. Yeah. Fake yeah. it till you make it yeah that's amazing all right i'm going to go to a quick break and uh, when we come back maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the, the specifics of the professional and the working actors sure absolutely a worried king i dare not leave my kingdom in the hands of the man he is growing to be and a daring knight with a plan sire I must have full charge of the prince if this is to work. Sir Malcolm and the Missing Prince. Lamplighter Theatre. Building character one story at a time. Lamplighter Theatre. Here on this station. Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Have you ever been curious about life drawing or modeling? Two Rivers Gallery is offering a free introductory course on the basics of both tonight. Everyone 18 and older can take part to expand their drawing skills, learn how to model safely, and potentially join the Two Rivers Life Drawing Team. More information is available at the gallery and through tworiversgallery.ca. That's a free intro to life drawing and modeling for those 18 plus, 7 o'clock tonight at Two Rivers Gallery. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, cloudy, wind up to 15K, a high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 15. Tonight, periods of snow, wind continuing, a low of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 14. On Tuesday, snow ending in the afternoon, then cloudy with wind from the north at 30, a high of minus 7 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 25. This is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hello. Yes, we're back. I'm here with James May. Is that right? Jimmy May, but James. Jimmy May. Okay. No, James May is that Top Gear guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I love that guy. And we have James Douglas from the Story Institute. Now, I wanted to ask, <clears throat> or what I noticed on your pamphlet is, I think originally when it came to um, getting these courses, that it was like an, an upfront payment of so many thousand dollars but i notice here that you have a a monthly pricing yes now this is and that's the monthly pricing is specifically for our part, part-time courses okay and uh and we are uh we're running a a special for excalibur theater arts students um who are already taking classes with through excalibur and they get a, a significant discount uh on their on our part-time classes and we do four four part-time classes per month um, and the regular price is $250 a month um, and they are two and a half hour courses uh, per week well like one one day per week right. 
Um, but for Excalibur Theater Arts students who are already taking classes through Excalibur, that's just $99 a month uh, for them. We wanted to say thank you to Excalibur, who's come on board as, as uh, a really great partner for us. Um, but uh, for the professional and working actor diploma programs, there are it's, there is a payment schedule that you can put together. Okay. Um, but it is it's a, a significant significantly larger investment. Yeah. But because we are an accredited institution uh, through through the uh, Ministry of Education here in British Columbia, um, we uh, our students are eligible for student aid, and there's a tremendous amount of great opportunities there, um, especially these days when um, there's a moratorium that's been placed in Canada on interest uh, for, on loans that you get through the government for. for oh, I didn't know that. There is. It's only just recently happened within oh, the last nice. six months, um, which means that uh, you know the money that you borrow through student aid in order to pay for your education, uh, it you don't accrue interest on that at all. So you you do you wind up paying back what you what you got. From oh, so them. now is the opportunity to take advantage of. This Honestly, stuff. it is it's never been a better time to be a student in British Columbia as as now. So I'm thinking with the part time courses, they're set in stone. They're like a Tuesday night or a Wednesday. Or th- I'm thinking of people that work that would also like to you know. It's and y- yes, and and based on the schedule uh, of the other classes at Excalibur and through the conversations that we've had with some of our students, because we have repeat people that come back and take part time courses all year long um, we do Sundays so we the the uh, the studio is free for us I mean not free for us but I mean it's free of other classes on Sundays at Excalibur um, so we have a whole a whole um, lineup of part-time courses that we do um, again from everything from children and youth uh, through to adults but we do it all on a Sunday so that way people who are out in the workforce uh, 9 to 5 Monday to Friday right. uh, have a good opportunity to take part oh, okay so it's one day a week I got makes one sense. day a week yeah. oh, four times a month yeah I guess that makes sense yeah um, now when it comes to the, the courses you can take either or both. You can take either no or order. both. Yeah. It, 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 we recommend doing the professional actor first and then following it with the working actor because then you have, again, you've had that first six months of really building the foundation, um, which brings the confidence. Although we have had students who've done it in the reverse order. Okay. Uh, in fact, we have a, a student now who worked uh, yeah. in the working actor with, with Jim May and uh, Colton, as you mentioned, uh, a fellow named Zach, who's Fantastic. He's really interested in film. He wants to be a director, a filmmaker. So he wanted to get involved with acting so that he had more uh, understanding of what that craft was, as well as language to be able to communicate with actors. But he wanted to start right away in the in the spring. So he's he did the working actor first, and now he's taking the professional actor. Did an entire monologue on a film. That's right. He did. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, when it comes to the professional or the working actor, at the end of it. Are the students eligible to get a union card? Well, not not a full union card, but um, we are just right now in negotiations with the Union of British British Columbia Performers, which is the ACTRA affiliate. ACTRA is the is the federal uh, actors union in okay. Canada. Um, in British Columbia, it's the Union of BC Performers, and um, we're just going through the last few stages of, um, like a number of other institutions in British Columbia, there is a deal that is in place with UBCP, which allows, if you have a thousand hours of instruction, so if you take both the 
the professional and the working actor, uh, you are eligible for your first apprentice credit um, in the union. So how it works is to become a full-blown member of UBCP, you need three apprentice credits, which means you have to work on a show that is a union show, um, and there's a certain number of hours that you get um, or that you need to get on the working on those particular shows. But once you have three of those apprentice, apprentice credits, you can apply for full membership, which can be very difficult to do because in order to get hired on a union show, you need to be in the union, or there are very there are a very small number of roles that they might be able to fill with non-union people. But if you have a uh, even one apprentice credit, you can then audition for any union show, and they can hire you because you're already an apprentice member. So once once it comes to pass that you will then have your first apprentice credit by doing your two diploma programs with us, that means you can immediately go out and start auditioning for union roles and get those other two apprentice credits that you need to become a full-blown member. Okay, so what would be the disadvantage of hiring somebody that is not a union member? Um, well, for one thing, it's actually part of the rules. So, I mean, I mean, you know, with smaller independent productions and that sort of thing, you can get dispensation or you can get, uh, you know, certificate, not certification, you can get permission from the union to use non-union actors. But if it's anything that is of any significance, if it's a television series that's being filmed out of Vancouver, say, um, you know, Riverdale or something like that, or if it's a, if it's a large scale production, like film production that comes into town, you actually have to have an agreement with the union that you're going to use uh, most, you know, a, a certain percentage of your cast has to be full union members. Oh. So it, as an actor, you can get away without being in the union if what you're interested in doing is smaller independent productions and you're not really interested in going full-blown into the industry that is like a multi-billion dollar industry now uh, in British Columbia. But if you want to get involved in, in the bigger projects, you, you need to be part of the union. Okay. And so if I'm involved in multiple small projects for the last 15 years... Still don't have enough to get into. Not necessarily, but, but doing those small productions, that helps because it's gonna, it's gonna show, you know, if there is a few roles, for example, that they're, where they're being given permission from the union to be able to, to cast non-union people, which will get you that apprentice credit. Um, having had that experience is gonna make you all the more likely to be able to, to fill in one of those spots. Okay. It sounds very, Dark and gray, and shifty. And, uh, yeah, 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 we'll bring this one in. We won't tell the union, but we will give you a credit. It's, it just sounds so confusing. Now, I guess that would lead us to the question on what is the filming or the um, entertainment uh, business like in British Columbia at the moment? Um, it's booming uh, as far as industries go. Now, of course, like every other industry uh, during COVID, things slowed down quite considerably and it took a little bit of time to sort of get things ramped back up. Right. Um, but right now, the amount of film and television production that's going on, you know, not only just in Vancouver, but in Kelowna, here in Prince George as well, um, it is it is um, at a point where it's gone back up to pre-COVID levels. So there is, okay. and it is literally, it's a multi-billion dollar industry here. Yeah, in I think it's our cheap dollar. <laughs> That's part of it. And also good tax incentives. Right. Um, and also good um, people. I've, I've heard, mm -hmm. I've watched interviews where they've said that, you know, it isn't just as Canada is cheaper, which it is, but they do have a talent base there too that is as reliable as Hollywood. So. Absolutely. Yes. And very hardworking people that do a lot of really great stuff. Right. So James, is there anything on the horizon for you? I mean, is there any opportunities that you've been looking into or... Um, 
at the moment, I'm still paying off my tuition. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be, for the next foreseeable future, I'm probably going to focus on doing voice work. Um, okay. I've spent, uh, James can attest, I've spent the last year or so getting a setup in my house. Um, and after that, it's I'm eventually going to save up to buy a camera and start um, auditioning um, on film. Um and um hopefully working on um like independent projects with uh, my teacher and my former classmates right you have uh, you um involved in some improv stuff you're also a writer you like to write yes uh, did a lot of writing in uh, the working actor program okay and yeah. what's now was it scripted or uh, um uh, books or plays or uh it's a lot of uh, comedy sketches okay. um as back in the program, one of the things we did was put on a comedy sketch show called All Downhill From Here. Um, and several, at least half of those I wrote. Um, and then we also did a couple of um, film projects, um, uh, one, of which, one of which was like a parody doc... Uh, a, I guess a, a mockumentary. A mockumentary, yeah. that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Um, where we had to go around and look for Mr. Prince George as if he was a cryptid. <laughs> um, yeah, we and that 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 film, which is it's a full length, um, par- partially written, partially improvised documentary about Mr. PG, is actually going to be released online um, this coming month. So, oh, that's cool. I was um, going to ask that. Is there a website that it. people can go to? to- yes. Yeah, well, we we are just in the process of developing a, a YouTube channel specifically for for Story Institute Prince George and okay. all of the projects that that we've been working on over the last year. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, once I have some some t- concrete information about what the link is and that sort of thing, I, I'll definitely let you know if you're interested because maybe some of your listeners would like to see what we've been up to. Uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it was uh, quite a ride to put together. I, I think think we I think I wrote it in like a little less than a week. Yeah. I had to rewrite it a second time and then we filmed it all in like three days. Oh, I know. It was, it was unreal. Like if you think about the hours that they actually put into it, I mean, writing the script obviously in the outline and then there's some little extra time in editing but it was less than 24 hours of filming uh, for a for a full length yeah. documentary feature wow. <laughs> how long was the film uh, it's about 60 minutes yeah, yeah. wow yeah <laughs> Because, you know, in my experience, one minute is an hour of editing. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we have to go to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more to James May and James Douglas. So hang on to you for another 10 minutes, James. Okay, sure. The Caledonia Nordic Ski Club is once again presenting the Grand Tour. This month-long skiing extravaganza started New Year's Day and runs through February 11th, offering skiers of all levels an opportunity to explore the picturesque trails of the Caledonia Nordic Ski Club. The Grand Tour provides an exceptional winter experience for all. Full details on the Grand Tour and other exciting events coming to the Otway Trails are available under events at CaledoniaNordic.com. Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for front desk volunteers. Volunteer shifts are available from 9 to noon or noon to 3, Monday through Friday. Volunteers work out of the office at 1335th Avenue, answering phones, receiving payments, and directing clients to the appropriate programs. For more information or to volunteer, contact Wendy by calling the Council of Seniors office at 250-564-888 or by emailing hnc at pgcos.com. You're tuned into Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
I'm here with James Jimmy May. That's right. Uh, who, who is this James May? <laughs> yes, and everyone's probably tuning in thinking, oh, right, it's that guy that from that British show. Oh, no. no, this is Jimmy May and James Douglas from the Story Institute. Now, Reg has, has gotten on my back about, you know, maybe asking whether there are some opportunities happening in Prince George as we speak. Um, there are there are a couple of opportunities that are coming up. Um, I'll I'll be very cryptid <laughs> about it, uh, cryptic about it, just because um, we're just in the very early stages of a couple of things, and I don't want to I don't want to give away too much. Okay. But um, one thing I would say before I talk about that is. Um, Something that Jimmy has talked about is the voice acting, and that's one of the that's one of the really great ways for actors in the north to to be working and auditioning all the time. Because with the advent of digital technology, the way that it is now, of course, it's very easy to put together uh, your own little studio in in your home and start auditioning for voiceover work. Sure. And so you can you can do that from anywhere in the world. And, and Prince George actually is home to a number of very good and constantly working. Um, voice actors, um, but uh, but there is uh, a short film um, that is going to be produced by a company out of Vancouver um, that is coming up um, within the next couple of months. Uh, I can't really go into the details about it yet, but we will definitely be announcing it when it when it's happening. Um, um, and uh, my producing partner uh, is is involved directly with that production. And then I'm also um, in the very early stages. Um, this one likely wouldn't end up shooting until next winter, uh, but. There is a, a local writer uh, with with some considerable skill and experience uh, who's putting together a, a horror film um, and is looking to have it produced um, next year. So I'm just in the again the early stages of of talking with that company. Um, the company, the film company that I that I own with Norm Coyne of Northern FanCon fame, uh, is called Barker Street Cinema, and we've been producing shorts uh, and features now uh, in in the North specifically uh, for the last twelve years. Um, we did the A Great North Christmas uh, from a couple of years back, um, and then The Way to the Heart, and then we were sort of peripherally involved in a couple of other films that were being filmed here. Uh, one, uh, a horror movie uh, called. Um, Oh, 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 cold meat, uh, which which shot here uh, a year and a half ago, is finally being released. It just got it's just um, being released. It's a, a London, uh, UK production com- house partnered with a production company here, um, and so a number of local actors you'll you'll be able to see on the big screen um, with with this film. Which actually the star of that film was was one of the main characters in Downton Abbey. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, cold meat. Cold meat. Sounds like a horror flick for livestock. <laughs> well, cold meat is horrible. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, now, God. I wanted to talk about the voice work, as you were saying, that there's opportunities. Now, are you, when it comes to voice work, is this something that you need to have uh, the ability to um, capture accents and different voices, or can is it just your own voice applicable? Uh, just your own voice is absolutely applicable because there's so many different aspects to voice acting. So when people think about voice acting, they think about animation, of course. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And, And therefore, having a flexible range and a number of different characters that you can do is, is really great to have in your arsenal, but a lot of work gets done on things like audiobooks. Right. And there's all sorts of platforms, whether that be something like Audible or something that's going to be put on a CD, or in some cases there are, you know, um, 
charitable organizations that put together audiobooks that you can people can go out and take out of the library because maybe they have a visual impairment or something and they and they want to still be able to so there's all sorts of different things and then there's of course radio commercials and, sure. and that kind of thing as well so um, I wouldn't discourage somebody from going into voice acting if they don't feel like they're good at character voices because there's still so much that you can do even if even if that's not your strongest skill set but I mean your vocal tone must have a bearing on that too I mean I couldn't do um Voiceovers. I'm just way too nasally. You're looking for someone I mean, who's, who's you can much train. Clearer. You can train yourself out of that. I yeah. Think. Oh, and like, that's part of what we teach. Actually, yeah. at Story Institute is, is how yeah. to do that. Because like, I, I was really nasally when I got started, and then um, and then through a combination of practice and working in the radio station, um, I began to like push my voice back f- further down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to play with your voice. Uh, take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Okay, and now you and now you're saying that you, have you done some voice work already? Yeah, um, I got started just doing some unpaid stuff on casting call. Um, all of it like character acting. Although I did one where I was like an, an announcer type. Okay. Um, the and the most common range, uh, the most common voice I get asked to do is uh, this one, and and th- and that voice alone. That's one of the great things about voice acting is that even a single voice is incredibly flexible if you know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one uh, belongs to a fox uh, by the name of Rex, and he's kind of this uh, scatterbrained little fox who always gets himself in trouble, uh, and has to be pulled out by his uh, big brother Sam. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I've also, I also voice um, what is essentially a southern Hannibal character by the name of Romeo, who likes to eat human flesh and also likes to lust after people. <laughs> <laughs> See, accents are tricky. Accents can be very yeah. tricky. Yeah. Because what people think is an Australian accent, you'll get beat yeah. up in Australia. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> yeah. they'll say, no, that's... That, because, I mean, the accents are really... Well, England is the worst because it has so many mm-hmm. accents. They're blended together. They're subtle. Um, and, and Australia as well. Very subtle. But whereas we tend to exaggerate them. Yes. Kind of like an Inspector Clouseau. It's true. Yes. It's true. And you can see that when you when you have English actors who then put on American accents or even Canadian accents in some points. Um we get the reverse of that. We can we can tell that it's not true to yeah. form entirely unless they're particularly good at it. Right. Just because they they t- have a tendency to over uh, emphasize things yeah. that that are idioms that that they think we we talk in all the time, like saying "hey" for example. Hey. Well, <laughs> but we do, we do do it, yeah. but uh, not as much as people think. No, yeah. no. Um, I watched uh, an actress. Can't remember her name. She was on the show with the dragons. She was the queen of dragons. Anyway, oh yes, yep. She uh, was on a, a British television show, and they were asking her to put on an American accent, and it was brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when she has such a, 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 a British accent. But right. I, I thought, oh, that's British. That's brilliant. And then I realized we're kind of um, brain dead when it comes to our own accents. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. think we have accents. Like right. every other human being on Earth, I don't have an accent. <laughs> so when you hear it back, it's it's interesting to note that, oh, okay, I guess there is a different tone or a different uh, timber to my our voices. If you're ever interested, um, there's a great website that's put on by a university research team down in the States um, called IDEA. I-D-E-A. It's the International Dialects of English um, oh, Archive. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And what they've done over the last... 
30 years is they've gone to all of these different places all around the world where English is spoken and recorded people just talking in their regular voices. And they give you a transcript of what it is the person's saying. And you can like literally just go into the search bar and you could, you could have like, Mm -hmm. say you wanted a Yorkshire accent. There might be like five different recordings of different people from various walks of life that live in Yorkshire. Um, so you get a chance to hear the, the Mm -hmm. various, the, the variations between them. It's a really excellent tool for, for training your ear to, to hear the, the right sounds. Right. And you know, and I'm wondering if in Canada, here I am talking about how uh, England has all these different accents. I guess, you know, if you go across Canada from Vancouver to uh, Newfoundland, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're going to find uh, different accents as well. Although totally I'm wondering cool, yeah. if Manitoba and Saskatchewan have different accents. <laughs> they actually do. And it, it's it's more close. It sounds more closely like um, people from, say, Minnesota mm-hmm. um, in the nor- in the northern part of the Midwestern states. Oh, that makes states, sense. Right? That makes sense. They're close by. Yeah. All right. I'm going to reiterate, if that's the right word, that the Story Institute on January 10th, at, well, there's three different ones. 3.30 to 5 o'clock is youth, 6 to 11. 5 to 6.30 is adults, 18 plus. And from 6.30 to 8, we have youths. Uh, from 12 to 17, it's a free workshop. But if you want to get in, you need to call 778-22-8677. That number again, 778-22-8677, so that you can reserve a seat. Excellent. You could also email uh, dreambig at storyinstitute.ca. There you go. Okay, we're going to go to another break, and we'll be back. The Caledonia Nordic Ski Club is thrilled to host top biathletes from around B.C. for the Odlum Brown Biathlon B.C. Cup No. 2, Norum No. 1, January 19th to 21st. This event combines the skill of cross-country skiing with the precision of rifle marksmanship, offering an exciting and challenging experience for participants and spectators. Full details on this and other exciting competitions coming to the Otway Trails are available under the events menu at caledonianordic.com. The Nature Trust of B.C. is raising funds to protect 115 hectares of ecologically valuable habitat in northern B.C. Conserving the Crescent Spur and Cranberry Marsh West areas near Prince George will benefit both biodiversity and climate. You can support the Nature Trust of B.C. in purchasing and protecting these vital properties by donating to the campaign. Full details are available through their projects page at naturetrust.bc.ca. The fundraising deadline is March 31st. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, cloudy, wind up to 15K, a high of minus 6 with a wind chill to minus 15. Tonight, periods of snow, wind continuing, a low of minus 8 with a wind chill to minus 14. On Tuesday, snow ending in the afternoon, then cloudy with wind from the north at 30, a high of minus 7 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 25. Bringing you the voices of our community. This is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm here with Jimmy May. I lost myself a James, but I gained myself a Reg. Really? <clears throat> Which I don't know if that's that's, that's a plus way, or a minus. A, whoa, huge, whoa, whoa, whoa. huge game for yourself. Well, I, well yeah. what, I can't handle a Reg. Oh, settle down. Anyways, just to remind people again that Michael Coleman's going to be here on Wednesday, January 10th. Uh, and to Wednesday. 
Wednesday, January 10th? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, Wednesday, they don't have to look January at the calendar if you tell them you Wednesday. You never know. You never know. <laughs> this Wednesday, he's going to be Well, here. they need to hire someone to read the calendar. There you go. See? Just got to... Uh, just that, anyway. All right. Uh, dream big at or 778-222-8677. Did you book your spot already? Or No, I'm thinking about it, though. Yeah, you should. You should. You know? Because you're, you're here today and tomorrow, and then Wednesday that'll give you yeah, a little something to yeah. take take yeah, in. But I'm usually jamming with my buddy on Wednesday yeah. night, so. Like, well, well so you just come in early and. Yeah. One yeah. of our yeah, one of our students um, is a an older woman, and uh, she was a a non actor before she started, and she's great. Wow, yeah, Lydia. Wow. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, did a lot of acting in high school and. Yeah. And in my twenties and whatnot, but wow. I gave that up for a life of. It's not too late. Something. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What did I give what it up for? What did you do? What did you do for your for your whole life? Exactly. Well, you know, and you're you're perfect to go into acting because you've got that character actor look to you. I do. You know that that older guy, <laughs> that uncle or whoever. What are you saying? I have like a face for radio. Is that what you're trying to say? He has a face for voice work. <laughs> there voice you go. work, right? No, I, that's not what I said yeah. at all. Anyways, you have some events or some things that you'd well, like actually, to... Well, actually, we just got this media release from Primetime Wrestling. Oh. They, they wanted to tell us about their little secret. Their little secret? What yeah. is their little secret? Yeah. Well, last week, the organization, uh, they announced a big move to hosting their events for the 2024 season at the Civic Center. Oh, they they oh. were they started out at the House of Ancestors, okay, and then they did one I think at the Roller Dome, one or two at the Roller Dome, and now they're going to be uh, doing their big events at the at the Civic Center. Uh, first two nights coming up February the sixteenth and seventeenth. So if you're a, a fan of prof- professional wrestling. They did it at the House of Ancestors? Yeah. Yes. I actually went there uh, with the class. Um, well, that's right, because one of the actors was also involved in that. One of the acting students at the yeah. Story Institute was heavily involved. Yeah. Um, you mean acting and wrestling? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't, talking about that? I, don't, just I don't have no jive. idea how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, one of our students was doing photography. His name is Seth uh, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, we all came along. It's it's um, and actually, uh, another they, didn't they put together kind of a documentary about? Oh yes, um, yep. Uh, yeah. I think uh, what was her name? Um, Delta Dawn. Delta Dawn. Yeah, Delta Princess Dawn, yes. Delta Dawn. That's was the, 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 the wrestler. flower you got on? The wrestler that they did a little documentary on. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's see, it all comes together. Yeah. Oh, that's it? cool. I just didn't think there was enough space at the House of Ancestors to do wrestling, but I, oh. obviously I'm wrong. Well, it, w- it was a, a huge yeah. uh, theater, a movie theater at one point. But haven't they divided it up into like a restaurant and then there's a oh, I don't know. Space? I've never actually been in there. But they've got the they've got like the performance the outdoor space. concession area. Yeah, but no, yeah. the the room is. Plenty big enough for yeah. the ring. Yeah, I so hear that their performance space is, is excellent. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but they're not there anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're moving to the Civic Center. So you talk about big spaces to have an event at. Yeah. There you go. Uh, February the 15th or 16th and 17th, I should say. And uh, tickets are available. Uh, well, usually they sell them at the uh, scrapbook place oh, up on 18th. 18th and 
Ogilvy, somewhere in that area. Yes. But I don't I don't see it here listed. But. Yeah, just up from CNC. Yeah. So you can uh, probably still get tickets there. We'll we'll have more information as it and gets And so they're going to be at to. the Civic Center. Yeah. Can you imagine that there's the Civic Center and then there's Jerry and Donna's wedding next door and these <laughs> guys uh, bumping and banging? Yeah, I don't Hold think that. I think they. I think they've already brought that into consideration when they booked them. Right. What kind yeah. of hugging is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, house. Uh, speaking of houses, did we? We were talking about House of Ancestors. House of Ancestors. Coffee House. There's a new coffee house on Sunday evenings. Well, actually, afternoons at uh, Omnica Art Center. Oh, so this is being put on by uh, our friends at Beat Niche Records, who oh, ha- yes. who use the recording studio downstairs. And uh, Sundays uh, from three to seven, I, I managed to pop over there about uh, five o'clock last night, and they'd had quite a few uh, performers already on stage. Really? And yeah, yeah uh, John Rogers was one of them that got up uh, when I was there, and. Um, Ivan Paquette who was there as well, who's quite well known in Prince George. So worth checking out. It's all, it's by donation, not just admission by donation, but also they have a little bit of a concession there with snacks and stuff that mm. you also just pay a donation and. Wow, that's yeah. great. Another open mic. I know Nancy O's had an open mm. mic. There's a place up on the heart. I can't remember um, who the, the Nelly's Pub has an open There's, mic. Does uh, art space? Is that? Does Art Space do open mic? No. No, no. Uh, They used to do one at the coffee shop downstairs at Books and Company, but that coffee shop's not there anymore. And that's why this one started up, is they thought, Mm. well, kind of fill that void uh, from the one that used to be on Fridays at um, Cafe Voltaire was what it was called. That's the one. And there's a lot of local, good local talent. Yes. And uh, I managed to take in some of that yesterday. So there you go. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe mark that on your calendar for Sundays, uh, and it's actually a good time of the week because that Sunday's sort of that day where you're lo- doing little hobby things, right? Sure, yeah. Oh, there's a hobby for you. Sure, and and Come that will that will fulfill or, my musical needs on, yeah. on Sunday. But what if I want to, you know, get up and boogie? What, what, yeah. Oh, listen sure. to this guy. Well, there's a dance. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He really? didn't. He didn't see this when I. Uh, the old time fiddlers. Ah. They're back up for the new year for their first dance of the year coming up this Saturday at the Elks Community Hall, six sixty three Douglas Street. Uh, always have to give the uh, address for this one because Elks Community Hall. And then you say 663 Douglas. Oh, it's that one right in the middle of the residential area. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so uh, tickets $10 at the door and families welcome. Children get in free if they're accompanied by adults. And they have uh, door prizes, uh, an ice cream bar as part of it is included. Nice. And coffee and snacks. So there you go. Saturday. If you want to. If you want to get active before checking out the Sunday uh, go, open the mic, dancing, you, can then you can do chill a little bit in of... the cafe and listen to some music. Exactly. Okay, yeah. we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with more interesting news from the community. Check out Creative Space Sunday at Two Rivers Gallery. Create the cutest winter decorations you'll ever see out of yarn and recycled material with mini yarn hats next Sunday afternoon at 1. Featuring a new activity each week, Creative Space Sunday is free for members with a nominal fee for non-members. It's a drop-in event with no registration required. Come by yourself, with your family, or with friends for mini yarn hats. The next Creative Space Sunday, 1 o'clock next Sunday afternoon at Two Rivers Gallery. 
The Seniors Activity Center on Brunswick Street is now serving breakfast Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 11. Choose from their menu of eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, French toast, and more. Reasonably priced and fresh off the griddle. It's a nutritious way to start your day. That's breakfast at the Seniors Activity Center at 4th and Brunswick, 8.30 to 11, Monday through Friday. Note that the Prince George Senior Center on Brunswick is closed on statutory holidays. You're listening to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm here with Jimmy May and Reg Unfair. Settle down. <laughs> uh, your your old buddy Ron Palillo was in this morning. Awesome. I love Ron. <laughs> From Northern BC Crime Stoppers. Excellent. So he dropped off some information. I, and I was just thinking, if I'd known you were only going to do... 40 minutes with the Story Institute. I could have had him in as your guest. Yeah, for the I'm, other on the, I'm on the board. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, but uh, let's get back to the Story Institute because they have some projects coming up that he, he talked about hmm. in Prince George. Right. Some acting stuff coming up. Sure. Uh, movies. Yep, yep. And so, yeah. Jimmy May, are you going to be auditioning for those or do you know? Um, you haven't. I have to I have to check uh, my See, Facebook, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I have to do it with a uh, phone camera uh, or uh, go down to Excalibur. Well, yeah, you yeah, can do a live you. edition, right? Live audition, yeah, Zoom. Why not? Sure. Also, I guess you got to figure out what the project is first. Well, sure. Yeah, and see if there's a spot. I'll I'll put my hat uh, my my name in the hat for you know the the extras. You need extras. I can be in the background. I, I mean, if they're doing a reproduction of Little Women. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there are some male roles in Little Women. I guess so. Come on. All right. So Crime Stoppers. This is January. Actually, every January is Crime Stoppers Month. So uh, it's their opportunity to get the the numbers out there to let you know how well they're doing. Right. And tips received in 2023, 1047 Not bad. No. Nope. Property recovered, $170,000 worth. Uh, since, uh, since they started in 1985 here in Prince George, they have recovered... Uh, almost three and a half million dollars worth of, of items, right? Yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, drugs seized, $23,000 worth. Cash recovered, uh, almost $21,000 worth. And so the total, uh, items and, uh, value recovered, $44,000 worth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty good. Pretty good year for them. Yeah, I mean, the key to their success is that it is anonymous. Yes. So that nobody knows that you are tipping off the police. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a reward for that, too. I mean, you can make some money off of that. I mean, if, if, if you don't feel that you have your civic duty to report crime and you want to make money off of that, you can do that as well. But <laughs> it works. And um, it um, makes a difference when it comes to... Uh, uh, supporting your community, right? It yeah. gives you that opportunity to phone the anonymous number. There's also a tips line online as well that you can go to and um, give the police a heads up. Yeah, for sure. I, the funny thing, I, I've I've sat in on a few of the interviews uh, the different Crime Stopper people have had on the station, and one question came up. Do you ever get tips from... Uh, other criminals uh, ratting out. Of course. <laughs> yeah, because course it's anonymous. Do. The guy's thinking, oh, there's some easy money right oh, there. there you, you know, in the United States, there was a billboard that the police put up that said, rat out your competition. 
Well, exactly, right? <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a, a different kind of gang war, I guess exactly. you'd say, right? Using, yeah, using the authorities to do exactly. your dirty work, I guess. <laughs> so, northernbccrimestoppers.ca, that is the website that you can go to. And their phone number, pretty easy, 1-800-222-TIPS. Simple. Right. With a P, yes. Tips. 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 Yeah, as in. And if you want to support them, they have uh, during spring and during the fall a shredded event. So stay tuned for yes, that. Yes, that's actually coming up in April, and we have. Yes. Uh, that's one. That's why Ron was in this morning, as he put together the announcements that will be running leading up to. Well, just to promote the fact that January is Crime Stoppers Month, and then the uh, shredded event coming up in April. And, and very convenient because right after tax time. So you yes. can go through all your... Get rid of all the old documents you don't want stuff. anymore. That's right. Okay, that's it. Stolen backpack. <laughs> ah, business expense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, a guy that, before, just before the pandemic, there was a gentleman from Prince George Ford that put together a, a program that we were going to uh, put on, and then the pandemic hit, and so we couldn't put the show on, and I think it was... The Four Lads or oh. or the Diamonds or one of those old groups that was going to come to town. We were going to oh, uh, be cool. team up to promote. Anyway, uh, that never happened. But uh, he is bringing Jim Burns to town after... Not, not familiar with Jim Burns. You don't know the blues man, Jim Burns? I'm sorry, he I He is one of, uh, well, three-time Juno Award winner uh, for Best Blues Album. Wow. And recipient of the Order of Canada. Like, wow. this guy is a legend in the Probably Canadian heard music him, industry. Probably just the name doesn't click. Yeah. So he's going to be at Vanier Hall April the 27th, and tickets are on sale right now. You can get them uh, through ticketsnorth.ca and at the CN Center bo- box office, and all the net proceeds will benefit the seniors in our community. Now, he's, did I read it right? It's 49 bucks. Yep. yep. Forty-nine bucks to see a well, award-winning blues. Forty-nine plus fees, but oh, uh, yeah, it's oh. you know fifty dollars, and you're cheap. going to see a legend, really, in mm-hmm. Canadian music, uh, benefiting seniors in our community because he's teamed up with uh, the Prince George's Council of Seniors, so they'll be getting the funding from this to help keep some of the programs in Prince George going. Wow! No, I know it's win-win-win. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. Huh. Well worth taking in. And uh, part of the proceeds might go towards Prince George's Council of Seniors keeping their Meals on Wheels program rolling. <gasps> oh, oh rolling. Yes. Uh, here he is going on about boom. me being cheesy. Cheesy, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they struggled last year, and they, they even had to shut it down for a few yeah. months. Uh, but uh, uh, CN has actually stepped up to help keep that program going. So kudos to CM. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, no, exactly. It's vital. There are people that depend on this. Well, exactly. And it's Meals on Wheels, for those that don't know, uh, the program is uh, designed to give shut-in seniors a, a uh, an inexpensive way to get a good hot meal at least once a day. Right, those with mobility issues. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, very, very worthy cause, and, and kudos to CN for stepping up to yeah, that. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Qantas Ale Fest is back. Oh. And Ooh. that's coming up. It's sold out, so, yeah. <laughs> this this is one of those events that sells out the week the, the tickets are available. Uh, but it's the 26th and the 27th. They do have 
something new this year, which is kind of a kind of a pub crawl, but it's with some of the restaurants downtown. Oh, so uh, oh. you can go to KiwanisAleFest.ca and check that out. See how you can get involved, or if you just want to help out with the event, uh, they are looking for volunteers, and you can uh, find that information as well through KiwanisAleFest.ca. And just to remind people, if you do want to volunteer, you're not drinking while you're volunteering. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah, not one for you, two for me. That's not the way it works. You don't want to be the waiter in the party. No. (laughs) Two for you, one for me. Exactly, yeah. Um, What else we got? Anything worth talking? Oh. Spruce Kings and Cougars. Okay, well, uh, we'll have to wrap it up. We're down okay. to our last minute, so... Well, Spruce Kings uh, had a good weekend, a fairly good weekend. At least uh, they beat Penticton once. Uh, Cougars still on finishing up on the road. They'll be back at home this weekend, so just something to keep track of as we uh, get into the new year. And there's such potential for the Cougars. Oh, big time. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, when it came to the Worlds... There's this debate as to whether they should have got the goaltender from Prince George to well, play. Yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the things the uh, Team Canada was missing was a better goaltending. They could have could have used uh, one or one or both of the Cougars goalies. Exactly, we have the best in the league. Okay, that's it for us. Tune in next week. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to have for a guest, so come to our website uh, www.cfisfm.ca, and we have all sorts of information on all the shows and some of the background when it comes to some of the events. I'll post on there as well. You've been listening to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Community Echoes is produced by Wayne Hughes with technical assistance from Jimmy May. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 9. For past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca. You're tuned to 93.1 CFIS-FM, Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the Prince George Council of Seniors.